You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You run around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of a TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert, and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me again for the show are my good friends, Petra Burke and Kate Abbott from Kindred Spirits Canine Education Center in Vista, California. Today we're going to talk a little bit about those new designer breeds, <laughs> the new hybrid breeds such as Labradoodles, now Cockapoos, which is a mixture of Cocker Spaniel and Poodle have been around for many years, so the concept is not new. And many of the breeds that we know today are the result of crossing existing older breeds. But there's something a little different going on with the designer breeds today. So that's gonna be our discussion for this show. But before we get into that, let's take a break real quick for our sponsors. So hold on, we've got quite an interesting discussion coming up. Sit, stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. School's in session on Pet Life Radio with Teacher's Pet. Learn how to communicate with your pet, train your pet, and see the world from your pet's point of view. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Teacher's Pet with pet expert and author Sarah Wilson. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Pets are part of the family, and when traveling with your dog, there's only one magazine to include when packing your doggy's duffel bag, and that's Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each bi-monthly issue includes hotel, city and state reviews, and doggy destinations to explore with your furry companion. Fido Friendly magazine can be found at Borders, Barnes & Noble, PetSmart, Pet Boutiques, and Fido Friendly Hotels nationwide. Or you can go online to subscribe at www.fidofriendly.com. So get traveling with your pet today and leave no dog behind. And remember, Fido Friendly's the only magazine dedicated to the travel lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika. With me today is Petra Burke and Kate Abbott from the Kindred Spirits Canine Education Center in Vista, California. Today we're talking about designer breeds. 
but let's start first with what is a breed? A breed of dog or a breed of horse or a breed of cat or a breed of bird are animals that are related enough that they can be bred to each other and produce fertile offspring. So that means that any breed of dog can breed with another breed of dog and produce fertile offspring. Mules are the result of a breeding between a horse and a donkey, and mules are not fertile. So that's crossing species. In dogs, what we look at is that dogs of a similar breed have the same characteristics. There can be variables slightly, but they have to have the same basic characteristics. German shepherds, for example, have the upright, large ears, a broad skull, a long nose, relatively long legs, a long sloping back, and a long sweeping saber-type tail. They move at a flowing trot most of the time. That's their preferred means. And they have a coarse outer coat of guard hairs and a soft undercoat. That's a German shepherd. We all know what German shepherds are and we recognize them. One of the second key characteristics of a breed is that when two dogs of the same breed breed to each other, they breed true. That, that is, they produce offspring like themselves. With mixed breeds, that's not so because the genetics vary. Each puppy will get so many characteristics from the mother and so many characteristics from the father, but that can be totally different for each puppy in the litter, so they don't breed true. Most dog breed registries, such as the United Kennel Club, the American Kennel Club, and some of the others, require that for a breed to be recognized, it has to breed true, that is, produce offspring like the mother and the father, for a minimum of six to seven generations. Sometimes more than that is required, especially if there are too many variables in the puppies. Also, for the breed to be recognized, all of the ancestors for those generations have to be documented. So it's a lot of paperwork and it's a lot of work. Now, with the new breeds that we're seeing now, well, I should retract that. They're not necessarily new. Kate, you've got a cockapoo. <laughs> Walter, why don't you talk about them? Because they're one of the oldest of the hybrids that we know today. I grew up with a cockapoo. And Walter's not my first cockapoo. I had mm-hmm. one 10, 15 years ago. Um, they were, Max and Walter are remarkably similar in their body style and um, characteristics, actually. The personality is the same. The cockapoo I had was actually half the size of Walter. Really? But it was a cockapoo. Different size. Well, when you cross a cocker spaniel and a poodle, well, there are varieties in both of those. There's extremes in both breeds. So when you cross them, you may get extremes in the mix as well. As Liz says in her book, many cute fuzzy dogs of dubious ancestry have been called cockapoos. (laughs) But the only true cockapoo, according to the American Cockapoo Registry, is a purposeful plan breeding of a purebred cocker spaniel with a purebred poodle. Um, There are people that are crossing cockapoos to cockapoos with the goal of creating a new breed. Again, they have to start breeding true to each other, to their breed standard, before they can be considered a viable breed. Let's define a breed standard. 
It's usually, well, I'll let you. You know more. <laughs> a breed standard is th what the parent club, okay, and let's define parent club. A uh, parent club is usually an organization of people who love this specific type of dog, and they form an organization to help govern the, the breed, guide the breed, or develop the breed. And one of the things that they do to do that is develop a breed standard. Breed standards are always written, although many are also accompanied by a video. And in that standard are all the characteristics that the governing organization feel are important. So if we go back to German Shepherds, the upright prick ears, the shape of the head, the long back, the tail set and curve, the flowing trot, the type of coat, the type of undercoat, all of those things are very important to make a German Shepherd what it is. Personality and temperament are also important. One of the things in my breed, Australian Shepherd, they discuss temperament in great detail, including that the dogs are reserved and shy with strangers that they don't know, but they're very loyal and dedicated to the people that they do know. They're very intelligent, they're very bright and quick, and they have strong herding instincts. So all of those types of characteristics can be in the breed standard. When the organization produces a video, that usually goes into greater detail because you can actually see the dogs that are being described. Plus, they uh, show the dog's movement, his uh, trot or whatever is the preferred method of movement for that breed, such as in German Shepherds, it's that wonderful flowing trot. So the breed standard describes the perfect dog of that breed. I, uh, cockapoos are not my first mixed breed either. When I was a kid, we actually adopted two puppies out of the same mixed crossing, and hang on to your hats, it was a cross between a Pekingese and a Beagle. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. So is I, that a peagle? Speaking <laughs> eagle, a beagleese. <laughs> Out of the eight puppies, um, five of them were decidedly more beagle-looking. Three of them were decidedly more Pekingese-looking. Okay, I'm envisioning a beagle with a stuffed-up short nose yep. and long coat. Um, the ones that had, were more beagle-looking did have the shorter coat. Mm-hmm. Now, the one, one of the puppies, we took two puppies out of that litter. One of them turned out absolutely gorgeous. He looked like a plush stuffed animal. He had a shorter nose than a beagle, but not as short as a Pekingese. His coat was medium length, standoff, um, cream and white. I say, people stopped and asked me if he was a real dog because he looked so plush <laughs> and so cute. But we also took a brother who was more beagle-like and... Not as attractive, frankly. <laughs> a little undershot. Uh, more beagle personality. Tended to follow his nose instead of his brain. Uh, ran the yard continuously. Whereas the beagle, uh, the more Pekingese of the puppies, he was more people-oriented, much calmer. Uh, actually, a very, very bright dog. But that variety in the puppies is exactly what we were talking about when we're saying... Uh, each puppy in the litter gets genetics from each parent, and what genetics the puppy gets is variable each and every time. And so they're not breeding true to type, and hence are mixed breeds, not a true breed. Which sound like only one out of eight was actually half and half. Close one to out it. of eight was a good, well, one out of eight. 
well put together dog, both physically and mentally. The others mm -hmm. had health problems most of their lives. Uh, it's, just, it's like when people ask me to describe cockapoos. Well, it depends. Is the cocker that is half of the parentage, is it a solid cocker? Or is it a nervous, anxious cocker? Mm -hmm. That's going to be passed on. So um, trying to find common traits for cockapoos can be difficult. Mm -hmm. They're not an established standard to the breed. Now, this most recent uh, influx into the hybrid or designer dogs uh, was the Labradoodle, and that started in Australia. Um, started in Australia, went to school for, I guess, uh, training dogs for the vision impaired, uh, received a request from a woman whose husband had allergies, and yes, they wanted to attempt to have a lab-size, calm-type dog with no shedding. And that's what we unfortunately have seen in our classes. We have a lot, a lot of labradoodles that come through. And uh, I'll Most, never forget that one lady that got a labradoodle. And she was so proud, and it wasn't going to shed. And that was paid a, a lot of money for that dog. Paid a lot of money, <laughs> and well, a few couple weeks later, comes back wearing black and covered in dog hair. From that yeah. same dog that was guaranteed not to shed. She a was a little more lab in it. She was not happy. It. No. And, and of course, then do? we see different coats, too. Yeah. Well, we see Labradoodles that are a little curlier, labs that are very straight, kind of um, scruffy looking. Some that don't shed as much, some that shed ridiculously. Well, actually, I was doing some research in uh, preparation for this show, and there's a lot of information out there. A lot of it very derogatory of these crossbreeds. And uh, one groomer who has seen many, many hybrids said that as far as her clientele goes, and this is just one groomer, but it should be fairly accurate, that 75 to 80% of the poodle mix hybrids that come into her grooming salon shed. Yeah, but we see. There are very, very few that are non-shedding. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty high for, especially being one of the reasons why people are crossing these dogs. And I still see advertisements for Labradoodles, or now the Golden Doodles, and you'll see a litter of puppies, the picture, and the, and the owner there would say, oh, guaranteed not to shed. Well, unfortunately, we haven't seen that. I think, you know, if you're trying to breed a designer dog for the perfect dog that never sheds, never gets dirty... Uh, dirt won't even attach to it, uh, I mean, and is still intelligent and outgoing and well socialized. It's not going to happen. Dogs are dogs are dogs are dogs, and we take the good with the bad and the bad with the good. Yes. But um, as as far as why people are creating these crosses, I have one thought, and that is uh, many purebred dogs today do have genetic problems hip dysplasia, elbow dysplasia, autoimmune disorders, allergies. And I know a, a number of people believe that uh, mixed breed dogs or hybrid dogs, however you want to call them, um, have what they call hybrid vigor. Unfortunately, this is an old wives' tale. You can have a mixed breed dog that is extremely healthy. You can have a mixed breed dog that is extremely unhealthy. The rates of hip dysplasia in mixed breeds is just as high as it is in, in most of the purebreds because when you're mixing two breeds, you're still providing the genetics from the mother and the genetics from the father. If 
Unfortunately, both of those breeds have genetic health problems. The potential is that the puppy will too. And it doesn't matter that those health problems are coming from two different breeds. If mom has a tendency to hip dysplasia, dad has a tendency towards hip dysplasia, puppies are probably going to have it too. So there's a lot of mythology with mixed breed dogs, temperament, health, and so forth. Unfortunately, a lot of it is mythology. All right, we're going to take a quick break uh, to let our sponsors have a word. Then we're going to come back, and we've done a lot of research as to a number of different hybrids that are available, all of which we've either seen ads in the paper, ads on the Internet, or so forth. And we're going to talk a little bit about these. Some of them are absolutely hysterical. Absolutely hysterical. So hold on. We'll take a break for our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. There's nothing like a shaggy dog, baby. They're shagatelic. And this is the place to find out how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Oh, yeah. So stop by our pad every week and get switched on, baby. Switched on to the show that's all about attitude. Oh, behave. With your groovy host, pet edutainer Arden Moore. Yeah, baby, yeah. Every week on demand on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm Liz Palaika. With me today are Petra Burke and Kate Abbott. And we're talking about designer dogs, crossbreed dogs, uh, hybrid dogs, whatever you want to call some of these uh, often very high-priced mixed-breed dogs. The ones uh, that I think cracked me up. Those poor people. I have a purebred mm, labadoodle or something. Purebred labadoodle. Hmm. I have papers to prove it, she said. Yeah. And, and paid twelve hmm. or fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's sad. Well, I was looking in um, the local newspaper, local to us. It could go nameless at the moment. And here's one of the breeds that I found. Spodles. S-P-O-D-O-O-D-L-E-S. Spodles? Or spodles? Well, it's not S-P-O-O. It's S-P-O-D. Spodoodles. 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 Yes, he doesn't make you laugh. <laughs> Those are, and I quote, allergy-friendly standard poodle field spaniel cross, sporting or family companions. Okay. They'll just do everything for you. <laughs> I guess that, that's the intention. Yes. I mm -hmm. wonder if anyone's done any tests as far as whether these are actually allergy friendly or should i say as one who suffers from allergies myself what does allergy friendly mean 
they really like allergies. Yeah. They embrace them. You only sneeze half the time. Which <laughs> you do it happy. Yeah. <laughs> and in that same paper, here's another one. Yorkie poos. Yorkies yep. that go poo a lot? <laughs> Obviously, Yorkshire Terrier poodle crosses. Another one, Yorkie she's. C H I. So Yorkshire Terrier Chihuahua. Right. Okay. <laughs> I think yeah. people do it just to have fun with the name at times. I'm afraid so, because when you start crossing oh. breeds that are so different, at yes. least the cockers and the poodles have some similar traits. Mm-hmm. Start crossing breeds that are so different. Like our uh, English boodle? That's the one that totally broke <laughs> Yes. English Boodle, there was actually an ad for it. An English Bulldog and Poodle mix. English Hmm. Boodle. Now, I see so many problems with that. First of all, English Bulldogs cannot give birth naturally. They have to have a C-section. If the female is the Poodle, I'm afraid that those puppies could potentially kill her. Be too big. Yeah, could potentially kill her. Plus the fact that these are two breeds that are just diametrically opposite each other in every single way. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to imagine the act of the DNA recombining and you know the little square dance that the proteins do. They're just but they'd be all off off and, on their dance and, and screaming with each other. Yeah. Ah! No, no, even <laughs> on their toes. Who's gonna lead the big bone? The big. Bulldog or, you know, the the finer... Yeah, Yeah, that one one to me is just absolutely wrong. But here, I've got some alphabetical. Let's let's just talk about them real quick as we go along. How about uh, Affendus? Affin Pinchers and Poodles. You know, again, why take a wonderful breed that's actually not all that um, popular? I'm populous. There's not that many of them. Well, there's so few Affin Pinchers. I can imagine some Affin Pincher breeders... Uh, just having a fit because their wonderful purebred dogs, who are rare to begin with, are being used to create mixed breeds. Which is uh, another point on the designer dogs. Okay, so they say purebred, a mix of a purebred lab and a purebred poodle. Well, who's going to dilute a top quality purebred exactly. lab or top quality purebred poodle? Oh, exactly. When yep. they can do more for the breed and be better staying within their lines. And so when they mix them up, it's not necessarily the best of either breed. Nope. Here, Petra, you've got Aussies too. Aussie doodles. That's such a scary thought. I mean, the Aussie <laughs> breed is just a wonderful breed as it is, but... And here's another one that could make you cringe. Basset Oodle. That's just wrong. Basset Oodle. Long-bodied, long-eared, curly-coated something. (laughs) That goes, ow. Wasn't there a basset in the old Bloom County comic? Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) All right. uh, How do I say this without getting in trouble? Bishapoo, Bichon Frise, and Poodle. Now, those are more similar. Similar? Not in genetics. They're totally unrelated, but at least in in looks, they're somewhat more, although the Bichon is is not as fine-boned as the the toy or miniature Poodle. My mom has a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. Here's a Cavapoo. Now, unfortunately, my mom's Cavalier has a great number of health defects, 
Poodles have some health defects. That, to me, just sounds like a disaster waiting to happen. And then there's Chihuahua, Chihuahua, Chihuahua and Poodle. Here's yeah. a Chihuahua. Chihuahua. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, no. Here's one that's wrong. Doxypoo. Uh, Golden Doodle. We've seen a number of those. Although this particular ad that I saw, they also had many Golden Doodles. So we're just, probably mixing Goldens with a know. miniature I feel poodle. so bad for the mom of those puppies. Yeah. How about a Jackapoo? Oh. Jackapoo. <laughs> we're going to take a really energetic, tenacious breed and add a lot of intelligence to it. And maybe one of them will come out great and the rest will be Franken-monsters. Yeah, exactly. Lossapoo. Multipoo. Mm. Well, we've seen a lot of multipoo. Maltese and poodles. Yeah, no. there there must be a breeder around locally. Well, multipoo and cockapoo. I mean, years back, I know people of having multipoo, so yeah. Yeah. I think they've been around That's, for a bit. If the idea with one of the ideas of crossing with a poodle is to get less shedding and less grooming, but you cross it with a multipoo, what's the point? Yeah, then exactly. Got twice as much coat now. <laughs> uh, Pappy poo, Papillon and poodle, uh, Peekapoo. Pekingese and poodle. That would just make you laugh. <laughs> well, this one will make you laugh. Have poo- a peekapoo poo- and a jackapoo. Yeah, poochin. <laughs> poodle and Japanese chin and pushi. Uh, Shiba Inu and poodle. That one's oh, just wrong. That one, no. <laughs> uh, it's like breeding a cat to a dog. Yeah. yeah. Really, Shiba's or yeah. pugapoo, pug and poodle. Oh, Kate, here you've got a Roddy. Roddy poo. No, no, that should not be allowed. <laughs> no. <laughs> Again, total opposites. Schnoodles. We've seen a couple of those in yes, our classes. We have. Which, surprisingly, the two we did see were very poodle-coated. Mm-hmm. They didn't seem to get the schnauzer-type coat. No, no. Yeah. Sharpoo. No. Not shampoo, sharpoo. Sharpay and poodle. Here's another one that's absolutely... Absolutely horribly wrong. Shepadoodle. Yep. Speaking Ger- of German Shepherd. German Shepherd and Poodle. Weimer Doodle. We've seen one of those. Yeah, we have. And here's one I love to say. I guess it's just like I love the actress Whoopi Goldberg. This is Woodle. Woodle. Uh, Soft coated Wheaton Terrier and a Poodle. And then, of course, Yorkie Poo. We've already seen ads for those. Now, all of those were Poodle crosses. And. I think most of us assume that they go for the poodle crosses for the non-shedding coat, perhaps the allergy-free coat, um, the intelligence and temperament of the poodle. And we've known some, especially some standard poodles that are just absolutely wonderful dogs. So I can can perhaps see why people are doing that. But it's sad just to pick that breed, the poodle. And totally dilute it. And those poodle breeders and everything, what they're crossing the poodles with. Yeah. I know. But uh, in researching this, I also found some other breeds that were used in crosses. That excluded poodles? That excluded poodles. Ah. How about a beachy pap? <laughs> a bich- Excuse me? <laughs> I'm not saying it twice. A bichon frise and papillon. Oh, dear. A mulky. Mulky. and Yorkie mix. Yep. A pikachon. Peak and bichon. A Pika Palm. Pekingese and Pomeranian. Oh, Keely, I'm sorry. As Kate, as a Petra has her Pomeranian asleep on her lap as we do this. A Pushan, a Poodle in Bashan. A Schnauzies. What's that? Schnauzer, Schnauzer and Maltese. Oh, goodness. A Shishan. 
<laughs> Sue and Vishan for Zay. <laughs> a Yorkie, Sean. Yorkie and Vishan. Yorkies. Yorkie and Sheetsu. Maltese. Oh, and then a go. Yorkie she. That's a Yorkie and Shitsu. Now, then we get into the ones that have the three breeds into them. And this is one. Oh. We, we were having some laughs over this the other night. Here's one that's called a Dixie Doodle. It is a lab and poodle mix, creating a Labradoodle, bred with a Dachshund. Okay, a Labradoodle is a fairly big dog. (laughs) If everyone knows what a Dachshund is, that's a little bitty thing. The mind boggles. They either gave him a step stool or made her lay down, one of the two. Oh, and then my favorite one. There's a (laughs) Cock-a-Poodle-Doo. Yep, there you go. What does a rooster do? Cock-a-Poodle-Doo. A cocker and poodle mixed, which creates the cockapoo, mixed with, of all things, a Doberman pincher. That's the first a thing Doberman that comes to my mind. Pincher. Yeah. And they do it just for the vowel, or the, or the syllable. Uh, they have to. And then this one had a unique name, Daisy Dog, a Bashan and poodle mixed with a Shih Tzu. Daisy Dog. I wonder where they got <laughs> Daisy Dog out of that mix. I bet the original was named Daisy, and uh. so they named the... These the up and coming breed after them. Daisy dog. Yeah. You know. Now back when I got my uh, Pekingese beagle mix, it was because the beagle and the Pekingese had a love affair, and um, they lived next door to each other, and they absolutely these two dogs adored each other, and then they had a little romance. The, they had a little romance, mm-hmm. and after that, the owners did the appropriate thing, but they didn't deliberately set out. Right. To, and you um, didn't pay $800 for each no, dog? No, heck no. <laughs> Never have. <laughs> no. That That's one of my biggest problems with the the hybrid breeds, other than the deceptive advertising that is often put out there also. If a person wants a mixed breed dog, that's absolutely fine. Mixed breeds can be wonderful pets. They can be wonderful companions. Uh, my first dog when I left home as a 18-year-old was a Chihuahua Dachshund mix that I adopted from the Humane Society. I named her Cricket, and she was an absolutely wonderful little dog. But when people are paying twelve, fifteen hundred dollars or more mm-hmm. for a mixed breed dog, I'm sorry, that just seems very wrong. I have to agree. And I think their expectations are skewed. They're paying that much money for a dog that they believe is going to be allergenic and easy to train and easy to maintain without any health problems. It's very likely setting themselves and their dog up for a big fall. For a lot of disappointment. We see a lot of it with the, the puggles. Oh my goodness, we see a lot of puggles come through. And unfortunately, um, the shelters... And the rescue groups now are seeing more and more of these designer dogs showing up in the shelters. And a lot of it, I think, is your idea, Kate. The people are are disappointed. The yeah. dogs did not grow up the way that uh, the new owners were led to believe. So, listening audience, do your research. Lots and lots of research. Don't pay more than you feel this dog is really, really worth. And don't hesitate to check at the local Humane Society and shelter. There are those hybrid dogs there too. If you really want a Labradoodle, you really want a Cockapoo, 
you want a multi-poo or a daisy dog or a cockadoodle do, <laughs> check your local shelters because these dogs are unfortunately uh, ending up in the shelters. And there you can get a wonderful dog for the adoption fee, the spay and neuter fee, and you're not paying these exorbitant prices. And to the people who are out there breeding these dogs simply to make a profit, simply because there's a demand for it, from me, I tell you, shame on you. I agree. I agree, too. If you want to read more about breeds, I have to give a little plug for my book right here, uh, The Howl Book of Dogs. It was just released this year. I do talk about cockapoos and labradoodles and what makes a breed a breed. But we also talk about more than 300 different breeds and varieties of dogs, all the way from the teeny tiny chihuahua to the huge mastiffs and everything in between. And I give a lot of information, realistic information on coat and coat care and exercise needs, training, and much more than that. So you can see it on Amazon.com or ask for it at your local bookstore. And that's the Howl Book of Dogs. Well, I think, like Liz mentioned, I think if you're going to get a crossbreed and you want to look for a monkey or a peek-a-poo or whatever, read what a Pekingese and a poodle, what their actual characteristics are. Just because not, it's like, oh, it's such a cute name. They're such cute puppies. Let's get one. What do you, what's going to happen, <laughs> you know, as it grows up? What are you going to expect personality-wise, coat-wise? And health problems. And health problems. Health definitely. problems on top of it. One of the reasons we have so many breeds is for different purposes in our life together with dogs. So at least there's no guarantee getting a purebred, but at least you have a better indication of how that dog's personality is going to be based on what its breed was bred to do. Mm-hmm. But if you cross a Doberman and a Dachshund, where are your expectations? They're all over the map. Who oh, yeah. knows what you're going to get? Well, a Doberman and a Dachshund, you're going to get a short coat. I think that's the only the only guarantee you've got. You're gonna get a short coat. This sounds like a setup for a one line joke somewhere in there biting somebody in the ankle. I don't know. Anyway. Well, actually think about it. Can you imagine the intelligence of a Doberman with the tenacity of a dachshund? Yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't want one. <laughs> uh, a lot of work, and I wouldn't want one. And just to say, we've seen some wonderful mixes in our classes, and I, yeah. I love my cockapoo mix, but but my expectations were uh, reality. True, true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my when I was back in oh, more years ago than I want to admit, when I was working with military police at uh, Naval Air Station Miramar, yeah. my working dog was a Newfoundland German Shepherd mix. Uh, they usually use purebreds today, but in that era, they used whatever dog had the working instincts. His name was Mac. I absolutely loved that dog. He looked like a German Shepherd that was bigger with lusher coat, very rich colored coat. And he had a bark that came from way down deep inside. (laughs) And he was awesome as a working dog because all he had to do was bark and everybody gave up. Okay. Made the job easier on me. He was a wonderful mixed breed dog. Oh, there you go. You're right. Doberman and uh, uh, Doxy mix with a high pitch bark. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of looks like a Doberman. Uh, something's wrong there. <laughs> we never have to learn to crawl under barbed wire. No. <laughs> on that note, I think we're going to close up this show. We're having too much fun with this one. <laughs> 
So just a dose of reality, listeners, please. And for that, let's wrap up the show for It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, with me, Petra Burke and Kate Abbott. We thank you for listening. And tune in again next week for our next show. Have a cockapoodle doo day. <laughs> oh, no, that was wrong. <laughs> Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>